Today we have a very special episode coming to you live from the Zoo It Yourself Wholesale Menagerie. Yes, after hearing last week's episode and discovering our imminent visitation, the owner of this fine establishment has decided to hold an open fun day for the whole town. Yes, I feel that we are the guests of honour on this occasion, and as such I expect us to be treated like royalty. Stop sponging off ordinary folks, you elitist parasites. Oh, I feel like the Prince of Snails already. Uh, thank you for your commentary. Uh, anyway, uh, before we get started, let's have a little word with the host of today's event, the owner of Zoo It Yourself, Joe Quixotic. Hello, Joe, and welcome to the show. Tell us what you know and don't be slow. Oh, <laughs> look out below. Uh, shut up, Dave. There's nothing below him. Oh. Howdy, partner. Welcome to the warehouse. After we heard you were coming down, we thought we'd capitalize on the arrival of Gamma Radio by making as much dough uh, by opening our doors to the entire population of Lower Spittle for a fun-filled day of festivities and frolics. We've got deals, deals, deals on eels, seals, and their meals. We've got half price on all our hybrid animals and buy one, get one free on our high-quality, secure, dangerous animal prisons. Don't forget, we've got money off our animal clothing range. So if you're buying a crustacean, why not buy a lobster coat to match? So, you're here just to make money. Well, yeah, this is my shop. It's what I do. And speaking of which, don't forget to check out my gift shop. We've got ZIY branded t-shirts, underwear, animals, dildos, nipple tassels, and barbecue tongs. And don't forget to check out my new album. They only eat meat, cause that's what we give them. The best songs mimed brilliantly. Here. Have a complimentary copy. No, thank you very much. We'll, uh, um, we'll palm that off on Albert. <laughs> Ain't nobody palming Joe Quixotic off on a nobody. Last guy tried to screw me over ended up cleaning out the tiger cage with a pocket full of mincemeat. I give you a gift and you just throw it back in my face. You throw things in my face and I'll throw things in yours like a fucking hand grenade. Understand? You understand? You'll be picking your teeth out of the woodwork for weeks. So, is there anything else in the gift shop that sparks your interest? Yeah, uh, no, 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 thank you, thank you. Ooh. My gift's not good enough for you? There's gotta be something you want. Um, uh, you don't have any branded gentleman's thongs, do you? Do I look like someone who'd sell gentleman's thongs? Uh, well, from your appearance, what with these sparkly cowboy boots and gold chains, uh, dangerously cropped booty shorts and rhinestone-encrusted dinner jacket, I'd have guessed... Yes. Damn right. I'll go see if I can dig out a pair. Legless Annie, go and see if we've got any JQ thongs in stock. And they're extra large. <laughs> There's none on the shelf, but I think there's some in returns. We were using the monkeys as models for them during your last publicity stunt. Oh yeah, when I blew up the fridge at the end. Damn fine day. Well, you don't look like the kind of man who minds a little soiling. Uh, no, I'm not fussy. <laughs> no, Fog. We're here to buy a pet for Fleedo Snacks and to meet up with Chris Packett. Remember, he wants to use the gene splicing machine to prove his wacky theory regarding the mystery of the shark and the melon. We don't need any gentleman thongs. Oh, I'll just have to go commando again then. Thank you, Mr. Quixotic. We'll come and find you if we need any more help. Hey, did I hear you mention Chris Packett? That stinking little bastard. He ain't coming here, Dave. I've banned him for life. He's been spreading vicious rumours about the way I do business and treat my animals. If I see him around here, I'm going to tie him to a rodeo caterpillar and watch him dance the butterfly tango until dawn. And then charge him double for the privilege. And then, when he's paid up, 
I'll shoot his frickin' head off! Ah! Oh, oh, Mr. Quixotic, please! You're live on air! It's my warehouse, and I'll shoot as many holes in the roof as I want! I'm a passionate man, Dave. I can't contain this. Ah! Uh, oh! Well, uh, fair enough. That's half the show out the window. But the show must go on! Uh, thanks, Mr. Quixotic. Hopefully we'll catch up with you later on in the show. Uh, but now it's time for the news! Monsters! Demons! Gribbly slime things from beyond the veil! Are some of the entities that could explain several unusual sightings that have occurred during the darkened hours of the night. Yes, a mysterious creature has been stalking the streets of our fair town, whilst most residents are tucked away in their sleeping sacks. Wait, what? What monsters? I've not heard any of this. You're not trying to start a riot again, are you? Don't forget you're on your final warning from the Baron! No, 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 Dave. This is entirely different. Last time it was improv, but this time I have a script. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I myself have witnessed this creature of the night. I saw it, Dave. I saw it. I saw it slinking around in the back alleys, sneaking from shadow to shadow. It crept like a salamander down to the river, and with its long, slender, sinister beak, it slurped the turgid mud from the riverbed. Then it scuttled back into town, whereupon it raided the dustbins in the alley behind the gold facade. Whenceforth, it stuffed handfuls of leftovers into some kind of skin pouch, no doubt for its offspring. This doesn't sound very plausible. And then, <clears throat> and then, it saw me. Its great glassy eyes fixed upon my visage. The creature flapped its leathery, wipe-clean wings and let out a gurgling howl of horror that chilled me to my very marrow. Yes, that's what happened. In the blink of an eye, it took off and flew away into the night sky, probably, and that was the end of my encounter. That, why aren't you clapping? Bollocks, mate! Oh, I don't know. I didn't get a close enough look. It could have been a woman monster, I'm not sure. Fog, have you just made this up? Made it up? I swear on my mother's bed that all of this genuinely happened. You don't believe me? You say it flew away into the night? Well, yes. Probably. So you didn't see it fly away? Well, no, not as such. I had to leave by that point. Oh, run away, did you? No. I, um, strategically retreated. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Fog, but I just don't believe you. This is worse than the other monsters you made up. At least they had a purpose. This time you're just trying to create more disharmony. Well, you'll see, Dave. Don't come crying to me if you end up in a twiggy nest with 55 monster chicks pecking at your eyeballs. You've had your warning. All of you, I know what I saw. I know what he's talking about. Chubby cameras. They're feeding your psychic energy with their lenses. Like them glassy eyes you mentioned. Oh, shut up. <sighs> Moving on, then. Uh, yes, thank you, madam. Go away. <laughs> There's been a spate of disappearances in Lois Bittle in the last week. We've had reports from our reliable sources in Mogsbar that Sally Sausage, respected scientist of the General Institute of Technology and Science, has gone missing in mysterious circumstances. Dr Sausage, who recently appeared on the Good Vibe show in a spirited debate with the curmudgeonly conservationist Chris Packett, was last seen in Lois Spittle Market demonstrating that carrying sand in your pockets will stop spontaneous human ascension into the atmosphere, in conjunction with builders' merchants pull them down and knock it up. Friends and colleagues have been unable to shed light on her disappearance. And she's not the only one, Dave. Meg Aladon, Carrot Whittler, Johnny Two Steps, modern disco diva, but he was rubbish, so no loss there, and Stan Still, who runs the stationery stall in the market, have all disappeared. Nobody knows what's happened to them. I bet the bloody monster got them. Nonsense, Fog. If anyone knows of their whereabouts, please give us a call, and we'll put you live on air. Um, alternatively, you could tell the town guard, I suppose. 
Well, why else are they disappearing if it isn't the monster? I'm sure there's a perfectly rational explanation. Uh, they probably all just spontaneously levitated. Uh, I advise all listeners to fill their pockets immediately. It can't hurt after all. And that is the end of the news. Well, the opening ceremony is taking place in about ten minutes, so let's go and see if we can pick out a lovely companion for Flibble's shout. Uh, yes, as we travel down the warehouse to the live animal section, the main event area is really filling up. It's a real carnival atmosphere here. We've got gigolos throwing their balls everywhere, stilton walkers on their platform cheese shoes. And he, there's even a fire breather over there. Uh, no, mate, I'm not part of the circus. I just had a bad curry. Watch it come out the other end. <laughs> oh, entertaining nonetheless. Excuse me, sir. You must be the ringmaster with your cylinder hat and tiny moustache. Have you got time for a quick interview? That's right. I'm ringmaster of Ribbalist of the Core Blimey Circus coming to a town near you. Listen, mate, you'll have to be quick. I've got to find a contortionist. She's due on in a minute. She's got a terrible fur allergy. Last time she performed around animals, she sneezed so hard, she disappeared up her own ass. <laughs> Couldn't find it for two days. Really? How does that work? I want to go. <laughs> Core Blimey Circus? But wasn't the marvellously mechanical cyber circus supposed to be performing today? I was looking forward to their whirring limbs and electromagnetic railguns. Absolutely thrilling. Yeah, we got called in last minute. Apparently the MMCC got waylaid. They were shut down by some health and safety people from Longdong. Why, because of their giant flames and high-voltage chicanery? Or an accident when they assembled themselves into their famous megabot droid? Nah, mate. They refused to wear any helmets when operating a popcorn machine. Let that be a lesson to us all. Oh, well, there's a dramatic insight into circus life. Anyway, I can see you've got tightrope walkers, sand trapeze artists, and a whole entourage of athletic misfits. But um, I notice you don't seem to have any animal performers. That's right, mate. We don't believe in using animals for human entertainment. It's not fair on the furry fellas to keep them locked up in a cage all day and only be gawped out by slack-jawed punters, is it? All for a few beans? Nah, mate. We're better than that. Oh, marvellous. Yes, I've often thought it was very cruel to keep animals locked up. Well done, you. You've uh, won one ethical point. Hurry up, Dave. Let's check out the animal prison section before the show begins. Oh, yes. Uh, we've got so many cages to get through. Uh, goodbye, Mr Ringmaster. Bastard. Right, here we are, Dave. Let's call HQ and get that big green head on the line. He'll need consulting. I don't want to get back with the pet only for him to eat it as soon as he sees it. <coughs> uh, Dave calling the studio. Dave calling the studio. Uh, come in, studio. Hello. Hello. Dave and Fog aren't available right now, but your call is very important to Gamma Radio. Please leave a message after the tone. Stop it, Albert. It's us. We need to talk to Floatlespert. Can you can you um, hold the microphone near his mouth? Oh, do I have to? It's my day off. There's a tin of rice pudding in it for you, Albert. All right. Oi, the uh, tinny box men want to speak to you, mate. Uh, tell them I wash my hair. I'm not here. You don't have any hair, and we can hear you already. We're here to buy you a fairy little friend. Oh, day of joyous satisfaction. What aminal. Well, why don't we walk down the aisle and point some out, and you can tell us if you like it. For example, how about this giant night flapper? It's a big furry insect thing, uh, like a butterfly in a duffel coat, about as wide as my head. Oh, it's got a label. Uh, must be fed on clothes and other textiles. Uh, what do you think? Oh, yes. Lovely brain bubble. No, no, no. It eats clothes. 
For not having that, I just bought a genuine Regency-inspired pantaloon suit with matching ruffs and more frills than an insurance document. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, then how about this howling slither stick? It's long, with two heads and no legs at all. You could probably wear it as a scarf. Oh, um, if you had a neck. Uh, sorry, Fractal Sponge. It matter not. Can make home in hearing hole. Yes. Oh, let me see it, Dave. Ah, oh, I've seen this fiend before. What? Have you? Yes. I was minding my own business, doing my business on, on the toilet. You know, voiding my bowels. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You having a dump. Not so loud. Uh, and anyway. Just as I was passing the final hurdle, what pops out from between my legs but this two-headed demon you see before you now? You... you... Uh, I don't quite know how to ask this, but you gave bum birth to this two-headed snake. No, I haven't finished the story. Oh, I... never mind. I don't want it now anyway. Let's move on. Uh, oh, uh, what about this red-collared guard salmon? It's got beautiful territorial fin displays boxed intruders and can swiftly pursue them on its pair of slender legs. Or you can also teach them to whistle. Also, I've heard. Whistlefish. Scary whistlefish. Yes, get. He wants this one, Dave. Come on then, give us a little tune. Can you do this? Ugh. You can't have this one, Dave. He's showing me up. I will not be outperformed by a scaly little fiend. We're leaving it behind. Oh, bloody hell, Fog. Fine. Uh, well... Why don't you pick one, then? Great. Well, I spotted something you can't refuse. This way, this way, past the orangutan. Yes, yes. And, um, where are they? Um, uh, yeah. And voila. Feast your eyes upon this top-of-the-range sports dog cow, decked out in the finest livery and with rubber mats and everything. It has one horsepower and can go at a top speed of five miles an hour. Imagine it, Dave. It's perfect uh, for... Fleeto Sprout, yes, uh, picture the scene. It's a sunny day. There are only a few little green clouds in the sky. It's a busy day in the market square. And lo, riding upon this magnificent beast is none other than our own big green head. The wind on his scalp, trotting majestically through the crowds. Heads turning, gasps, jealous looks from all the other punters. But high and mighty upon his glistening steed, half little Scott barely throws them a glance. Instant respect from the toffery. Uh, what do you think, Fleedo Scoot? Uh, whatever. He agrees, Dave. Oh, well, all right. And how much is it? Only a thousand tins of beans or 20 fray benders. A thousand tins of beans? But my thrift and save vouchers only go up to six and a half tins. Oh, go on, use your skills as a broadcaster and haggle it down. Oh, I'll see what I can do. I'll be back in a minute. Don't be long. The show is starting soon. Yes, I know. What was that? Psst. Who is that? Psst. I am not. I only had two glasses before I came out. <gasps> Over here, dear boy. Huh? Leon Skettercat? What are you doing here? I seem to have found myself in a bit of a sticky situation. Well, I can see. Didn't you bring a bucket or something? Why are you lounging in that animal prison? My talents were called upon to perform a rendition of Sid Plummer's Pipe Dream for the entertainment of today's crowds here. After a buzzing matinee performance this morning, I popped in this empty cage to slumber away my victory in preparation for this evening's show. When I woke up, I found that one of the idiot workers had locked the door. I've been in here for an hour. Would you be so kind to take it upon yourself to help a fellow performer and release me from my plight? 
Uh, just there in the corner. The release latch. I can't quite reach. Well, well, well. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. The first time we met, you were trapped in a prison. And now look at you. In a prison again. I always did think your performances were criminal. Oh, don't be cruel, dear boy. I apologize profusely for anything I've said in the past that may have led you to believe that I was insulting you. Hmm. Hmm. You do seem to be in a bit of a pickle, don't you? Well, I might be inclined to release you. If you admit my superiority as an actor and performer. Oh, really? That's too much. This isn't the time or the place for our usual banter. Now please let me out and we can discuss the various merits of our careers. I don't need to discuss the merits for they are plain for all to see. And yours aren't worth speaking of. (laughs) Well, speaking of final performances, it's curtains for you. No, wait, I didn't mean... Uh, 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 You didn't hear that, listeners. (laughs) And here comes Dave, just in the nick of time. Uh, Well, Fog, I did my very best haggling, and I've managed to get the price increased to 6,000. I I knew I should have gone myself. All I ever wanted was a great status symbol befitting of my persona. Something which truly reflects my masculinity and absolute raw power. Oh, I get it. Getting a sports donker was all about you. Nothing to do with Fido's mouth. You're at the time of your life when you're overcompensating. Never mind, Dave. You know, all I really want is a massive cock. <gasps> Specifically, that one. No one else in Lower Spittle has one that big. Ladies and gentlemen, the fun and frolics are about to commence. Oh, Please looks like the entertainment is about to, to start. We'll be right back after this break. Come on, Fog. Let's assume the position. What? Me and you? Uh, uh... Hey, have you heard the latest gossip about curly forceps? I heard that he only washes once every four years and that he never learned his seven times table. I am curly forceps. This rumour is a damned lie. I demand to know exactly where you heard them. Oh, looks like someone's been to mill. To rumour mill. Your one-stop country shop for all things gossip and fabric related. Handcrafted with loving care, our rumours range from mildly embarrassing to downright incriminating, and it's woven into the garment of your choice. Uh, but don't take our word for it, here's some of our satisfied customers. My neighbour has a terrible habit of parking his donko on my driveway, so I went to the rumour mill and had a set of handkerchiefs made up, accusing him of being sick in people's hoods while they're waiting for public transport. He's now constantly harassed, and I feel so much better. But he still parks his donko on the driveway. Perhaps I should rethink my strategy. I was very jealous of my best friend. He gives the best love bites in Lois Fittle. So I went to the rumour mill, and I had a t-shirt made that said that I was in fact the world's greatest neck romancer. Now everybody is talking about me. They won't stop talking about me. In fact, they're outside my house. They've got torches and everything. What a celebration. Thanks, Rumor Mill. Burn the heretic! When life's got boring and standing still, stir up some gossip at t- Rumor Mill. But I wash twice a year, and I do know my seven times table. One table, two table, three tables. Welcome back, listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, are you all ready for some good old-fashioned family fun? The only family I got is the family I pay for. Welcome to Uncle Joe Quixotic's Zoo-It-Yourself Wholesale Menagerie's first annual petting zoo and barbecue. We've got a fun-packed day for all the family. 
Over in the creepy crawly aisle, your family can have lots of fun with our scorpion roulette. Plus, we've got 50% off all anti-venom and antidotes. If you wander down the aquarium section, we've got two for one on our piranhas. Why not have a go in our dunk tank and catch one for yourself? Later on, you'll have the opportunity to win a date with none other than yours truly. We can go walking hand in hand down the animal aisle, and I'll let you pick your own animal for dinner. We'll go riding bareback all over the common, and afterwards, we can ride some dunk cows. We'll end the evening by giving you the greatest gift I possibly could. A tattoo of my face on your face. A beautiful memento of the best day of your life. Now, I don't want anyone to go home empty-handed, just empty-walleted. Have fun. Spend some cash. Well, here we are, folks. The petting zoo and barbecue fun day has officially started. Stay tuned whilst we take you on a whistle-stop tour of all the fun of the fur. Fog is preparing the Gamma Radio stall for our meet and greet, and you'll also have the opportunity to buy some... items. Featuring Fog's brand new lifestyle label, Illuminatist by Foglamp. I said we'd give it a go, as his nipple sketches never really took off. Uh, change of plan, Dave. A bunch of stupid idiot podgrafters have taken over the stall. What the hell's a podgrafter? Is it some kind of hideous alien come to suck out our juices? Uh, if only, Dave. No, podgrafters are a rising new threat in the broadcasting world. They lock themselves away in tiny little pods and beaver away at making audio production shows of varying quality. This particular lot are recording themselves playing a board game. A board game? Why would they do that? Oh, they're very popular, Dave. People like listening to the stories, trials and tribulations of epic adventures set in a fictional gaming universe. Oh, well, what game are they playing? Um, Jenga. Oh, bollocks. Anyway, the point is, they won't move. So I'm going to have to try hawking my prestigious wares elsewhere. Oh, uh, well, perhaps you could try over there, uh, by the door. I'm just off to do some Vox Pops. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, that, that's a perfect date. I'll tag along, and whilst you're chatting to the plebs, I can sell them some top-notch merchandise. <laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, let's begin our tour over here. Uh, we're heading for a small crowd that has gathered near one of the walls for some reason. Ah! Oh! Something hideous has scuttled up the wall! It's the size of a human, and it's a lurid green colour. Well, fear not, Dave. That's not an escaped radium roach. It's self-styled super-duper person, Gecko Man. With my hands of glow, criminals, I see you. Super-duper person? Oh, come on, Dave, you're so Generation Y. Why is there a gecko man? Why are there podcrafters? Why does everyone think I'm a murderer? Huh? Well, I'll tell you why, Dave. Uh, because you're out of touch. Let's get an interview. Uh, excuse me, oh, uh, media coming oh. through. Make way for the you local broadcasters. Hello, gecko man. You're live on Gamma Radio. Can you tell us what you are doing here today? What is a super-duper person? Uh, do you think I'm a killer? I'm here to fight crime, spit rhymes, and have a good time. You know, I'm a role model for the kiddies. I'm the first in a new generation of super-duper people. They used to exist in a time before the Big Bangs, and they used to be the guardians of society's morals and values. As long as it fitted with their agenda, of course. Oh, of course. Here, take a look at this. Super Duper people had their exploits catalogued and recorded in a special pictorial format so that anyone could understand them. Oh, I see. 
What does DC stand for on the front? Documentary comics. Don't worry about Dave, he's a bloomer. No idea about modern slop culture. I know the spirit of the time. Zeitgeist. Blow your nose, Dave. So, what do you actually, um, um, do? I give out comic books. And I climb up walls. Crispy mushroom, anyone? Oh, not for me, thank you. Uh, uh, nor me, no. Suit yourself. I'm doing a special promotion in partnership with Fun Guys Fungi Extraordinarium, the burgeoning mushroom business. Kids, be a winner. Have a mushroom for dinner. After my sales talk, I'll be doing another wall climbing demonstration later on. What will you do after that? I'll be demonstrating how to climb down the wall. Oh, well, thank you very much, Gecko Man. Would you mind answering one more question before you go? We have a friend who would like a new pet. What animal would you recommend? Um, a gecko. Why? What's so good about geckos? Uh, cool. Like me. Stay in school, kids. Oh, thank you, gecko man. Uh, right, let's move on, Fog. Where to next? Hang on a moment. I just need to try and, um, 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 uh, everyone, gather round and see what I've got in my sack. Avert your eyes, Grandma. No, 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 it's just memorabilia. I think I've got a for that somewhere. Shut up! We all have dark days in these turbulent times where the nights are drawing in and the sun barely climbs above the horizon. Well, why not brighten up your days with Illuminatist by Foglamp? I have an entire branded range of toilet waters, foot scrubs, screwdrivers, and, uh, and uh, a whole lot of other products. Boom! Rubbish! That's disgusting! Opportunism! Huh? These are exclusive. This is quality stuff. That's my hairbrush. I don't see your name on it. You've scribbled it out and written fog lamp. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, well, have it as a gesture of goodwill. Ow! Oops. Uh, uh, come on, Dave. Let's move on. Well, if you're finished. Okay, listeners. Off we go to the next exhibit. Oh, look, Dave. It's the jam sandwich competition. Did they contact us to be the judges? Uh, no. It's the first I've heard of it. Well, clearly they came here to employ my fine connoisseur skills as a judge. They must have left a message with Albert. Yes, yes. Uh, come on, Dave. Um, okay. If you're sure. Right, listeners. We have a dozen plates of sandwiches in front of us on the judging table. I will now sample the first entry. Oh, don't eat the whole thing. You won't have room for them all. Just a mouthful of each, Dave. I know the drill. Hmm. Hmm. Mm, mm, this one has a, mm, a smoky flavour with a, with a hint of mint. Mm, consistency is sticky, as expected, and there are even notes of Roddenberry. Mm, a solid 7 out of 10. Yes, uh, moving on. Uh, uh, sandwich number 2 is... Ooh! Ooh, yes. Yes, this one's got a spicy kick. Yes, that's definitely chilli and brogue I taste there. Mm, it has a dark colour, and, and if you throw a blob on the floor... It splats most satisfactorily. Yes, I'll give this one an eight. Our next sandwich has rather poor presentation, but... Uh, has it? What's wrong with it? Dave, they've cut it into rectangles instead of the regulation triangle. The jam is spread evenly over the bread, and I can confirm that it is sweet. Yes, there are lumps in it that I uh, hope are ingredients, but they aren't adding anything to the overall um, uh, embouchure. This one is a six. Right. I don't think I've got time to uh, dilly-dally, so I'll do all the rest at once. Just a bite from each. No, no Fog. I, I, I don't think this is the right way to go about judging a competition. I mean, you started off well, but... Nonsense, Dave. This 
is how I judge all of my competitions. Oh yes, I remember. Uh, like that painting competition. No, that was a very realistic looking bowl of fruit. Boy, what do you think you're doing? No, don't worry, I'm the judge. <clears throat> so far, uh, these sandwiches are winning. Stop eating them. They're all the bloody same, you idiot. This isn't a competition, it's just my sandwich stall. Come here, I'm going to stick every sandwich you've ruined where the sun don't shine. What, underground? Or oh, oh, do you mean that incredibly deep valley near Drippy Bottom? Yeah, if that's what you want to call your ass. Uh, no, uh, get off me. Uh, yeah, uh, come actually, here, come oh, here. Uh, 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 Mr. Jamman, sir, uh, let him go. Uh, it's been a terrible misunderstanding. Uh, why not take one of these as compensation? Dave, no, they're exclusive merchandise. Uh, here you go. Uh, I have an Illuminatist by Foglamp branded spatula and wax plum. Ah, just what I've always wanted. What does it do? It's a, um, a special edition solo tennis set for the upper class, yes. <laughs> uh, you'll be the envy of all your friends. I've always wanted to be a snob. Now get out of here, you thieving street rats. Street rats? I'll have you know... Oh, what a lovely pet suggestion. Fog, let's go. Come on. Well, 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 well listeners, I declare all of the sandwiches to be terrible. Right. <laughs> What's next, Dave? Uh, well... We've got time for another interview. Uh, now, let's see. Oh, oh no, Dave. Look, look, it's... Uh... <gasps> Health and safety. I'm going to go and interview them. But the, no, Dave, don't. They might make me wear knee pads. It'll be fine, Fog. <coughs> Hello? Hello? Health and safety. Yes, health and safety. You're live on Gamma Radio. How are you enjoying the fun of the fair today? Any serious violations that you've spotted? Are you in danger of closing down the entire affair to satisfy your bureaucratic whims? They are not whims. They are rules. Rules that must not be broken. We are here to discover. Uncover. Uh, I, I hope you noticed that uh, uh, we did indeed follow your instruction and replace our guzzling gauntlet last week. And I, uh, I put double gaffer tape in Dave's microphone, as you can see, demonstrated here before you. Uh, <laughs> yes, double gaffer tape. I can't put it down. Very safe. Good. Excellent, Fog. Just remember, if you do as you're told, you're sure to grow old. And if you break regulations, you'll invite strangulations. And you'll die. Uh, duly noted. Well, it's a good thing, I suppose, that you're keeping an eye on the local populace. So we're keeping an eye on you. Are we? That, uh, just for the record, I have not been listening. It's all well and good for authoritarian governments to watch out for the needs of the people, uh, but what happens when that authority is overstepped? And that authority is twisted? And that authority is no longer interested in the needs of the people, but only in the interests of, 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 of itself? That's when watching the watchers is our watchword. Just you watch. Uh, Dave, I, I don't think they're paying attention. Do you see what I see? Yes. Authority overstepping it. I do see what you see. Could it be? I believe it is. He's alive. That explains many things. Questions have been answered. Many more have been raised. A change of plan? Or stay the course. We must take time. To reflect and consider. To the motel. Let us depart. Hello? Hello? Where are you going? Ignored. They just ignored me. Yes, Dave, I saw that. Aggressive and rude, coming here, stamping all over everyone else's business. Fools. Idiots. Let me tell you... Mr. Krampus. <laughs> Tie your shoelace. Uh, yes, Mr. Health, sir, right away. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. Anyway, 
Who were they looking at? I don't know. Well, let's just get on with the show. They give me the creeps, Dave. Oh, look, look, Dave, look who it is. Oh, yes. Here's local hippie entrepreneur and friend of the show, Harry Hedgeman. Hello, Harry. How's yes, it? Yes, great to see you, Dave. But uh, I have to correct you first. The name's Harry now. Harry Hedgefund. I've changed my name to suit my new business persona. You've got to understand, in order to grow a business, you have to be taken seriously. I read that book by Trent Hardbottom, Doing Your Business in the Wasteland. It was the last thing he ever wrote before he died. Doing his business. He certainly was doing his business. Harping like a trumpet when he got munched on Fog. the... Fog! Uh, yes. He was a publishing legend who will be sorely missed. But tell us more about uh, your business, um, Harry. Thanks for asking, Dave. As you can see, we're doing very well at the moment. We've got our brand new stall and our enthusiastic team of slightly trained mobile chefs. There they are, look, with their patient, pending gas burners hanging around their necks, cooking up all our lovely mushrooms for the punters whilst they wait. Um, don't you mean patent pending? No. Uh, you see, the gas bottles have a terrible habit of leaking. <laughs> there we go, another patient. Uh, Jeremy, change his status from pending to critical. Yes, Mr. Hedgefund. Jeremy's my right hand. I, I thought I was your right hand. Oh, Dora, I didn't see you there. Have you finished unloading the mushrooms? Nearly. I, uh... Oh, well, chop-chop. Uh, get to it. Off you go. Can't stand around here chit-chatting. Uh, sorry about her, gentlemen. Uh, anyway, business is booming. We've seen week-on-week growth beyond our initial financial forecasts, and we're on track to open our new restaurant in Flemford next month. We're expecting long queues as we're so popular. There won't be mushroom inside. Ugh, how many times do we have to hear the same tired old joke? Oh, well, it's true, Fog. There won't be mushroom inside because it's so popular. Uh, that's three times, no more. Anyway, Harry, uh, Harry. Uh, make a note, Jeremy. A uh, mushroom joke number one is not trending well with the C2 demographic. Uh, yes, Mr. Hedgefund. Uh, shall we move on to the number two fun guy trials instead? Uh, yes, we'll use it in conjunction with our new Gecko Man promotional tie-in. Ask him what he thinks about tattoos. The, the, anyway, Harry, forget about the business. Let's talk about the most interesting thing about you. Your brand new three-piece suit. I've never seen such expensive-looking bin bags. Uh, tell Dave all about it. Oh, uh, yes, it's made from original vintage Harrods 50-liter dustbin liners. Uh, gotta look the part, gentlemen. Uh, here, feel the quality, Dave. Uh, oh, yes! I'll take a seagull minutes to peck through. Uh, what's this here on your lapel? Uh, I'm glad you noticed. This is a little reminder of how far I've come and where my roots really lie. It's a golden stinkhorn mushroom. Uh, the symbolism is trending really well with the A4 and B6 demographic groups. Oops. Hey, what are you doing? What's all this stuff you put on our table? Well, I know you said your business is doing well, but what you really need is some Genie Segar in the form of Illuminatist by Foglamp. Never mind these mushrooms, here are some of my finest wares. We've got top-of-the-range sponge-bottom coasters, five-handled coffee mugs, fictional maps of made-up places for fantasy board games, like, um, Jenga, commemorative curtain rails, and fossilized chicken nuggets. Jeremy, uh, deal with this, would you? Well, of course, sir. Uh, Mr. Von Krampus... Before we enter into any commercial agreement, you'll need to read and sign the following pre-contract memorandum. It's standard business stuff. No need for lawyers. But bloody hell! It weighs a ton! What's this? 98% of all profits go to... 
All brand names and trademarks owned by Sportech Incorporated. Lease back to change my name to Mr. Portobello in perpetuity. Uh, um, well, let, 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 let me have a good think about, um, um you know, uh, uh, commitment and uh, time and, uh, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, I'll just clear all of this uh, away and, um... Well, if you uh, change your mind, do let us know. In fact, I've been thinking of making a move into broadcasting. Not bloody likely. Um, well, uh, we've got one more question before we go, Mr. Hedge Fund. Uh, our, um, colleague is looking for a pet. And we were wondering what a high-flying businessman such as yourself might suggest as a suitable companion. Hmm, well, I don't know, really. Uh, why not get a pet skeleton? What do you mean, a pet skeleton? You can't get pet skeletons. No, yes, you can. There's one down there in the flesh-eating leech pit. Oh, yes, in the ZIY uniform. This is a staff announcement. Could Vertigo Butterfinger please report to the staff room after you finish cleaning out the leech tank. Thank you. All right, places, everyone. He's only going to return once, the lucky boy. Hopefully he's fallen for our little ruse. Get the cake out, Deirdre, and get ready oh, to... hush, hush. You've left the microphone on. Oh, shit on it. There. Uh, should we report that? I think it's best to let them find out in their own time. Oh, well, uh, thank you anyway, Harry. I hope you draw up a lot of business. Right, Dave. Let's move on. There's a crowd over there, and I think I hear a band playing. This is the perfect opportunity to push my wares. It looks like they're gearing up for some sort of dance. Let's go and see what's happening. Make way for the press. Gamma Radio, coming through. Well, what a sight, listeners. We've got a group of ten or so dancers skipping around like lunatics, waving hankies at each other. The bells you can hear are secured to the participants' ankles, and, quite frankly, it's chaos. Nobody seems to know what they are doing. It's amateur hour, listeners. Coordinated clumsiness. Oh, Fog, don't be so rude. Oh, come on, Dave. They're just stepping forward once, twice, thrice, and then clonking each other on the head with a cudgel. Well, there must be more to it than that, Fog. Oh. Um, excuse me, madam. Can you explain who these people are and um, what are they doing? Oh, when they started, they announced that they were the traditional Morris dancers. The, uh, the, uh, the hanky-spanky Morris men. Oh, I've heard of that. It's a traditional BBB folk dance, I think. Folk dancing? Blech. Look at them, dancing around like flippity gibbets. This is why I've been campaigning for dance licenses. Too many amateur people dancing is diluting the pool for us professionals. It's disgusting. It's clear they've had no training whatsoever. I feel compelled, compelled to do something about this outrageous display. I, I, I will train them. I will enter this competition. Oh, quiet down, Fog. They can hear you. And once I win, I'll be the leader of the troop. We'll be the best Morris team this side of Snottington. What's that, sir? You think you can do a better job than me? Oh, now you've done it, Fog. Why'd you have to be so rude? Well, I can see you've been doing your best, but obviously you're unaware of my prestigion in these parts. My name is Foglamp von Krampus III, Esquire, and I am Lower Spittle's twinkle-toed nightmare. Look, boys, we've got a dark horse in the audience. <laughs> Please step forward and show my lads how it's done. <laughs> oh, not you. I meant him. <laughs> well, it would be my pleasure. <laughs> Suit him up, boys. Right. Excuse me, sir. You're live on Gamma Radio. Can you explain to our listeners who you are and what this dance is all about? My name is Barney Bumbarleton, and I'm sensei of this year troop. 
Uh, we as a group decided a few years ago to resurrect some old traditions. We started with train spotting, but we gave up after two years because there aren't any trains. We just weren't on the right track. Then we tried pancake flipping, but it was such a low effort thing that it fell a bit flat with the members. You know, we really didn't feel like we were trying. Uh, finally, someone found a description of Morris dancing in this old book, so we resurrected the sport as a martial art. A martial art? I thought it was a dance. That's right. It's the deadliest dance known to humankind. It didn't seem that violent. Uh, they were just clonking each other a bit on the head. They were letting each other do it. Oh, that was just the warm-up dance. They've got to thicken up their skulls ready for the finale. The dance of a thousand blows. Oh! Oh! Uh, fog! Quieten down, Dave. Quieten down. I'm getting ready for my performance. I'm in the zone, Dave. Don't break my concentration. Well, on your own head be it, Fog. Quite literally. Wait, what's going on? Oh, ladies and gentlemen. It's all happening. They're all brawling and whacking each other with sticks and defending themselves with handkerchiefs. Oh, look, this one in the middle. I think he's got jam on his shirt for me. He's not, he's not doing very well. He's running around in a big circle and several of the dancers are chasing him, whipping each other up in a fury. Oh, it's not looking good for our favourite competitor. Now the rest of them are joining in, one by one, and the whole troop are zooming around like pre-shit dogs, some sort of human maelstrom with fog at the front. He's nearly caught up with the ones at the back. Well, see this the lad. He's certainly invented a new dance. All the lads dancing in a circle chasing an idiot. Oh, yeah, we'll call it the, uh, the circle jerk. Oh, no! Fog appears to have fallen over! Yeah, don't enough! Hold! I get up! I was going to show you my sugar plum fairy! Oh, dear! Um, Fog appears to be overwhelmed! Uh, with support! From, uh, his fellow performers! I, oh, i better go and see if he's alright! Uh, we'll be right back after this advert! When desire is a melody, my thoughts turn to A creaking hand turns to bacon, but is it breakfast? Westwood turns the campus. Trumpets don't need tuning. Truth is the justice that no one wants to hear. Stray so far from nature. Last Tuesday. Next Wednesday. No, last Tuesday. It's on the calendar. Look, next Wednesday. Shut up. Now is the time to believe in the life you live now. Tomorrow. See, I've got it circled in red pen and everything. Superfluous. For him, for her, and for anyone else. Brought to you by the Maison Cockatoo. What on earth was that advert all about? Oh, well, Dave, don't you know anything? Oh, it's perfume. Haven't you tried a cockatoo? Uh, it's more your domain, Fog. I'm glad to see you've come round. I gave you a right pounding. Yeah, don't worry about that, Dave. A beating like that from Madame Scarlet usually costs me an arm and a leg. Oh, dear. Well, anyway, if you like the sound of that perfume, try some of this. Maison Cockatoo is what inspired me to make my own brand perfume, which I have proudly named Unicorn Whisper by Foglab. I distilled the finest scents in the wasteland into this tiny bottle. It's got ambergris, the scent of pansies, rosewood, um, nag shamper, 
and a special ingredient. Oh, doesn't sound too bad. And what's the special ingredient? Well, seems as the other ingredients were so hard to get, it's 95% recycled donkow milk. Donkow milk? Oh, no thanks, Fog. No, are you sure? A test spray is free to you, Dave. No, do not spray a stink juice on me. Uh, not even a little dribble. No, Fog. Anyway, look, the pet insurance stall is about to start a live reading. Clause one. We will not be held liable for any acts of God or... Dave, we can't broadcast that. It's too bloody boring. Look at that wall over there. Poetry for pets. That's more like our sort of thing. Fog, it's always poetry with you, isn't it? We're not doing any more poetry. Well, fine. What do you suggest, then? There's nothing else here. Um, well, we could interview someone. Who? We've interviewed anyone worthy of note already. Well, there's that man over there with the long dark coat and the hat obscuring his face. We could interview him. Maybe you could sell him a trinket. Trinket? This sack is full of nothing but upmarket bric-a-brac. Trinkets. Oh, well, I'm going to interview him. <laughs> Fine. Seems there's nothing better to do. Hello. You're live on Get a Radio. I'm David Dave Davidson, and this is my co-presenter, Fog. Uh, what are you... Shh. It's me, Dave. Chris Packett. Oh, I didn't recognise you there. What with the plastic glasses, nose and moustache combination. Is this a new fashion? I want in. Where did you get them? Uh, no, Fog, it's a disguise. I've been banned from this establishment, so keep stum. Oh, yes. Joe Quixotic said you've been barred for life. Yes, that's right. He sent me a very nasty letter this morning after he heard I was coming down. All I've done is campaign against his disgusting business practices, his wanton cruelty to animals, and his overpriced fish food. And he's taking it very personally, apparently. But I'm glad I've run into you anyway. Something big is about to happen, and I need you to record it for the whole of the wasteland to hear. Something big? What? Is it? Is it a show? I was in a musical once, and, uh, just, just fat up and follow me. Oh, okay. Where are we going? We're going to blow this whole mustering conspiracy out of the water. Ugh. It's a bloody shark melon again, isn't it? Where's my hip flask? That's right, Fog. Right. Everything is ready. I've got my meat team with me. Great. I'm starving. Don't be disgusting. We don't eat meat. It's a mutant for ethical animal treatment. My eco-strike team. Harold has distracted the attendant from the machine, and in about ten seconds, Gloria is going to bring the crowd to us. Just make sure you get everything on the record. Listeners, we're standing right next to Zoo It Yourself's famous recombinator machine, and Gloria, whoever she is, has managed to drum up a crowd. Crispus climbed onto a table and is about to say something momentous. Stand by your radios. You don't want to miss this. And do listen closely. I'm sure a lot of thought has gone into it. Or maybe he's just going to spew a load of crap. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have been deceived. Your mushrooms are a lie. A lie? They're toadstools. They seem real to me. Well, these lies taste pretty good all the same. Lower Spittle's nearest fad is a poison in our community. Airy Edgeman, that big farmer, is reaping the profits while spood feeding you delicious but deadly morels. The mushrooms you've been eating cause serious genetic decay. And we're here today to prove it. Here, we have an ordinary sharp melon. Observe as Gloria places the specimen into the central chamber of the recombinator. Uh, so he seems to be having a little bit of trouble, so I'll just give you a brief explanation of how this machine works. We know already. It's a unique piece of old world technology that combines the DNA from one creature with the DNA of another creature, thus creating a third unique creature from two component parts. It has a remarkable success rate of about 10%. 
Nobody knows why they made this damn thing, but here it is. Now get on with it. Oh, uh, yes, but it's a bit more complicated than that. The genetic analysis and compatibility ratios of Just the- Just split your melon already. Oh. Well, Gloria seems to have managed to wrestle the sharp melon into the chamber. So, when you're ready, Gloria. <sighs> right. Here we go. <laughs> And now, to recombine it back to its original state. <laughs> Behold! A reconstituted shark melon! Oh, listeners! Chris Packett seems to have successfully split the shark melon into a... shark and a melon! And then back again! Oh, uh, uh, I don't mean to be rude, Chris, but, uh, but isn't that what's supposed to happen? Yes, yeah, this right. is the result we expected. No, no, don't go, everyone. There's more. You see, the reason we could recombine the shark and the melon into a shark melon was because it had already once been a shark melon. Its genetic code, which naturally evolved over time, still lingered in the separate parts. However... For our next demonstration, we will attempt to combine a melon produced from a seed found at an old world repository and a dead shark cloned from a fossil long before the Big Bangs. Neither have been exposed to modern radiation levels or any gene-altering technology. These separate genetic structures have not evolved at all. Gloria, the machine. Bloody hell are you doing, Crisp? What is this horror you've created? That it's just for the demonstration, Fog. You can clearly see that the separate genetic structures do not meld easily. Remember that, folks, as we prepare for the final demonstration. In the meantime, Gloria, change it back, please. The, the smell is making me queasy. Keep going, Gloria. Just pull it again. I have to inform you that I'll be alerting the mutants for ethical animal treatment about this. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm the founder of that organisation. I'm the head meat. Anyway, let's move on to the final demonstration. Behold the creatures found on the moors. For the last time, we don't have any bloody moors. A shark and a melon. These creatures are found chomping on the very same mushrooms that you have been consuming. Chunks of the fiendish fungus were found in the digestive system of the mystery shark and sort of embedded in the melon's flesh. I propose that the mushrooms degenerated a healthy shark melon into its component parts. If I am correct then this machine should recombine the creature back to its original sharp melon form. If I am not, and it turns into a hideous pulpy mess, then I will promptly evacuate the area and never return. Such is the confidence I have in my theory. 
Gloria, reveal the truth as I have told it. What? Just pull the lever. Oh, I thought you meant... I'll pull the lever. <laughs> it's old Candida. She's been missing for weeks. Oh, you recognise the stripe on her back. Oh, she's dead. She's dead. My goodness, listeners. In a shock twist, old Mr. Spocktopus, the famed shark melon farmer, has recognised the reconstituted corpse as one of his prized crop. No, he hasn't. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Harry Hedgefund. I think you'll find this machine to be terminally broken. No, it isn't. Jeremy. Uh, um, okay. Uh, do, do, do remember me, Harry, to my loved ones. Huh? Right. Uh, I meant steal a shark melon, but that'll do. Anyway, what the hell do you think you're doing? He's broken it. Here is your enemy, people, right here in front of you. Now we've proven to the old wasteland what a bastard you are. Oh, yeah? Where's your evidence? Well, it's right here. Oh. I don't think a broken recombinator can be counted as evidence, can it? This man, my friends, is jealous. Jealous of my success as a local businessman. You can tell by his tatty clothes and depleting retinue of teeth that he is nothing but a beggar trying to make a quick bean out of you wonderful people with his conspiratorial theories. There is nothing wrong with my mushrooms. I tell you, nothing at a... Oh, it's Gecko Man. What's wrong with him? I've lost my stickiness. I fell off the ceiling. Oh, Cockomary, my powers. I've lost everything. I'm nothing. What's a lizard man without the ability to run up walls? I'm a nobody. Uh, you can still eat flies, dear. Uh, Gecko Man, tell me, have you been eating this man's mushroom? Yes, I've been eating them for weeks as part of my product placement deal. Three plates a day for the past three weeks. If you say one more word, then your contract is terminated. Jeremy, oh, damn. See? Even when a man is down on the floor, he can only think about contracts. Where's your humanity? Now look here, you little... Yeah, oh, get <laughs> off! Oh, yeah, oh, it's a bad time, I guess. Oh, oh, get off! Yeah. Don't, don't squeeze, oh, don't squeeze oh, there. Oh, I'll squeeze yours if you squeeze no, mine. No, I ain't squeezed enough of yours. Get off of me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your damn dog out. One turn is going on here. Security, bring this scuffle up before I start shooting. It's the most interesting thing that's happened so far. Now, will someone here kindly explain what the hell is going on? You take that mask off. Is it you, Hakan Pete? I told you, I never killed her. It wasn't me. Show your face, dammit. Ugh, be careful, it's a classic. Crisp packet. I should have known you'd be at the bottom of all this. Did you not get my threatening letter? I said it first class. It took me all night to write. You are banned from this establishment. Well, you can't blame me this time. It's your corporate sponsor, Edge Fund. He smashed up your recombinator. What? That's my golden goose. Is this true, Harry? 
Why in the hell would you do something like that? Oh, well, uh, Jeremy took it upon himself to protect my business interests. Unfortunately, there was a small amount of collateral damage, uh, including Jeremy, wherever he is now. Whatever he is now. Uh, maybe he can join your little menagerie. <laughs> Damn. Who's going to be my small print warrior now? I'm still here. Oh, Dora, you can barely read. Well, get better. I suppose you'll have to do. You see? What a bastard! He's turned to the dark side, Dora. Do you remember why you started this? Why did you put up with this bullshit? Um, um, that does it! This whole thing is over! Security, take these idiots out of here before I turn them into swish peas! Boo! Boo! Some entertainment. I, I, I know what you all came for. Uh, legless Annie, uh, get my music and my guitar. Luckily for you, Annie's always ready. Here you go, boss. That's an inflatable guitar. Shut up and get ready to hear my honey tones. Oh, Joe is trying to placate the crowd by playing a tape and opening and closing his mouth like a fish. I don't think it's working. I don't think your inflatable guitar is cutting the mustard, Joe. I'm a born entertainer. Let me work them over. I'll butter them up for you to have on your financial crumpet later on. <laughs> or something. How about it? Uh, please, anything. Go right ahead. I will never financially recover from this. Help me, I'll do anything. Step aside, Joe. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let me have your attention. Now I know you're all very, very disappointed with the events of today's show, as am I. But know it or not, you are actually very, very lucky people, for you have inadvertently attended the birth of a new era. Oh, is he a dictator? I've always wanted to see the birth of a fascist nation. No, shut up, mother. You were an anarchist last week. No! <laughs> Ask yourselves what you most wanted to see when you arrived here today. Uh, you there with the five hats, may I inquire as to your expectations? I wanted to see a man being eaten by a tiger lily. Uh, well, that's great. Um, okay, uh, what about you over there with the, with the very long guys? I only wanted a bag of pet food and perhaps a small gift for my wife. Uh, something on special offer, perhaps? Aha! Well, it's funny you should say that, my ocular friend, for in my hefty sack is the answer to your wish. Behold! Illuminatus by Foglamp von Krampus III. A veritable range of products to suit all your desires. For you to take home to your lovely wife, an Illuminatus spanner set. And for you there with the triple tongue, we have an Illuminatus branded clothes peg. Uh, and, and you get a sandwich washer, you get a very fine strip of wallpaper, and you get a sort of uh, 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 penguin-shaped lemon twister thing. It's very upmarket. And finally, all of you in the front row, and it's a world exclusive, get a sample of my new fragrance, Unicorn Whisper. Now close your eyes, it's slightly acidic. Now I can see you're all very, very excited. Just calm down. Calm down. What is the time? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Stop rushing the stage. Uh, uh, what the hell are you doing, Fog? That stuff stinks like a scriven on heat. It's panicking the animals. 
that nonsense is just a bit of perfume. The finest perfume. They're going crazy. Listeners, Fog's concoction is causing the animals to go bananas. They're bursting out of their cages. My animals, my business, my Brandon jockstraps. Look what you've done. It's everyone for themselves. Get out of here. Go on, out. Abandon pet shop. Abandon your senses. Oh, shit, shit, come on, Dave, let's go. Oh, this has all gone horribly wrong. How, Fog? The crowd are blocking all the exits. Oh, Fog, behind you. Wow! Oh, oh, it just slapped me on the back of the head. Uh, what's that? Leon, scaredy cat? Uh, uh, never mind, Dave. Uh, come on, we've got to go. Uh, I know. I'll chuck a bottle of that horrible stink water to disperse the crowd. That should clear a path for us. No, Dave, that costs ten Never mind that. The... This is life or death. That's had the opposite effect. Oh no! What have I done? Yes, there appears to be a lot of blood there now. Oh, are you sure that was a good idea? Me? I didn't. You said. You're the one who brewed a chemical weapon and called it perfume. No, oh, oh, this is my fault again, is it? Well, let me tell you that. Oh, are you getting still here? Come on. There's a back door, you know. That's how I got in in the first place. What have you got in your hands? They look remarkably like the pins holding shut the door of the animal cages there, Chris. Oh, they. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I'd buy some spare ones. Welcome here. For my, um, uh, anyway, I think we better get out of here. Come on, follow me. <laughs> quick, quick, grab an animal on the way past. Fugal splatter, oh, we'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> Which animal? Which animal? Oh, any animal, any man. Just stuff it into the sack and keep uh, running. Uh, Alright, I'll grab this one. <laughs> Listeners, that's it for this week. <laughs> Join us next time for. Oh, look out! Summer Radio.